Hello again. I never know how to start these things. Well, I listen to podcasts. I would be like, hello, welcome to episode da 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 But um, I don't plan that far ahead to know what number this is going to be. Uh, it might be 16. I'm not sure. I, I maybe I should start doing that. Um, that's a good idea. But hi, welcome again to the Navigating Podcast. Um, this is, I'm doing this off the cuff, off the top of my dome. Uh, this is a podcast where I talk about things that are hard to navigate, which is life. Um, and I talk about, um, interesting aspects of my life and interesting, and anything I find interesting to me, really. Really, it's just my, it's just a podcast where I talk that's kind of what podcasts are but hi welcome my name is talia and i hope you enjoy this episode did i find a new opener for my podcast i might have and no more awkward openings um okay so if you listen to the previous episode yes it is still the morning I'm now calling it the morning. It's almost 5 a.m. And I'm on my A-game doing productive things. You might be wondering, Talia, you're a college student. Why the heck are you up this early or up this late? Again, up to your interpretation. The answer is spring break. That's the answer. The answer is spring break. Um, and that is the only answer. Because uh, I have not been able to podcast as much as I wanted to with school. So the only answer for why I'm being productive and able to podcast is spring break. So everybody, let's think spring. Woo! This would be a cool time to add a sound effect if I wanted to. I'm sorry, I have the sniffles. Spring means allergies. I have two parents who have bad allergies, so I was doomed from the jump, and I apologize. Now, what are we going to talk about this episode? You got a little sneak peek in the previous one. We're going to talk about allyship and how to be a good ally. Um, As a black woman in America, this topic means a lot to me. And not just in the sense of having people in my life be good allies, but being a good ally to other communities. Because it's just... I don't even know. For me, it's common sense. And for me, it's my knee-jerk reaction. But that's not the fact for everyone. So I'm going to talk to you about what I think it means to be a good ally. All right. So I'm going to do a little preface, preface. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Preamble. Whatever you want to call it. I'm going to set the stage a little bit. So. This is going to sound harsh, but I don't want it to sound harsh. It is just coming from the heart and I'm passionate. And when I get passionate, sometimes I sound angry um, to certain people. I don't think I sound angry. I think I just sound passionate. But I'm just letting you know I don't want to hurt your feelings. Okay? I'm not trying to be mean. All right. Let's do it. Your opinions are not as significant as you think they are. 
I say this as someone who is literally has a podcast um, where she expects people to listen. I know my opinions aren't that in that they might be interesting but I know my opinions aren't that special I know that they are not earth shattering I know that they will they will not change the whole world just by one listen they have to be thought about and they have to be um or sometimes people just won't agree with it flat out and that's absolutely fine however I am aware that my opinion is my opinion And it is no one's obligation to hear my opinion. And if anything, I put these podcasts out for myself first and foremost. And then if other people listen and agree and want to talk or even debate, I welcome it. Let's talk about it. You know, if I don't have anything to do that day, sure, why not? We can have a discussion. But I see a lot of people on the internet think that their opinion is like really really important like a pearl and they just think oh my god my opinion is so dynamite you know I just dropped a bomb on twitter you know it's it's you know is people gonna be thinking about this like I hate to break it to you But no one cares because some people will really be defending their opinion, their opinion as if it is fact. Um, And I hate to break it to you, but opinions and facts are not the same thing. This is rudimentary stuff. I learned this in first grade. We learned the difference between fact and opinion. I know you know the difference. Because sometimes you bend the rules. Sometimes you understand that an opinion is not a fact unless it pertains to yourself. And I am not talking about my lovely audience, although although maybe I am talking to you. This message is just for anybody who needs it. And I know people are going to be like, well, you, why are you sharing your opinion? Because I know it's, I, I just want to. And if that's your reasoning, that's fine. But I just want us to all be on the same page that, like, opinions are opinions and sometimes they're better left unsaid. Sometimes it's best to close your mouth and be quiet. Especially, let me say it again, especially if you are talking about something that you know very little about or even that you know a lot about, but it does not pertain to you. Now, I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of people say this, but I'm going to reiterate it again. There will be some instances in life where your opinion is not even secondary. It's just not, it's not even equation. It's not, what? It's not even an element in the equation. That's what I was trying to say. It's not even in the equation, baby. Your your opinion is not is not is not in the conversation, and there's no need for it to be in the conversation. Okay, all right. Now, for instance, I am a cisgendered person. For me to talk 
over trans people is incredibly detrimental because I do not live their experience. So the best I can do is listen and amplify what they say and use whatever privileges I may have as protection. And you know what? I'm going to be quite honest. I haven't fully educated myself on this topic. So this is very bare bones. And I'm not even completely sure of if I'm saying all that I can do. There's obviously more that I can do that I'm not talking about right now. But I'm just talking about in conversations about things that affect trans people and being trans in the world. I do not have, what's it, like, stock in that crop. I do not have anything to say. I don't have anything to say because I should just shut the fuck up. You know, I'm gonna get a little explicit with y'all. I just need to shut the fuck up and listen because it's not a conversation for me to be having. Okay. Alright, cool. So, I'm going to talk to the white people for a minute. Um, I see that specifically on Twitter and TikTok. Y'all get really bold. You guys get really bold. And I think it's the sense of entitlement that you've lived your whole life with. In regards to how society and the world upholds white opinions a lot higher than the opinions of their peers. And I think you guys think that... I didn't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. I think you guys think that your opinions are so special. When in reality, it's just another opinion. There are 7 billion people in the world. Your opinion is just another opinion like mine. We just, we just two people having opinions. Ain't that, ain't that something, you know? But for some reason, some of y'all feel the need to just interject yourself where you don't need to be. Um, and that's very much, um, a thing I see in mostly white people. There's obviously, um, more that I can go into it about that and how that relates to white supremacy and white privilege. Um, I'm not going to do that right now because it's four o'clock, it's 5 a.m. and I want to talk about allyship. Um, however, again, like all the conversations I have on this podcast, this conversation can be expanded. We are not closing the book on this. It is, uh, after this episode is done we are just turning a page we can always go back to this page and reanalyze things that I've said um I have every right to change my opinion so I may not agree with anything that I'm saying right now anymore I may completely retract everything that I'm saying just letting you know that I am a human being who has opinions that evolve my mind changes sometimes okay cool so anyway, I was specifically talking to white people because it is the ones that I notice the most that get very bold online to interject yourself where you are not needed. Okay, all right. So 
I am going to bring some examples that have bothered me. And I have talked to myself in voice memos about this. Yeah, I'm being completely honest right here, right now. I have talked to myself in voice memos about this. And it got a little heated. So I'm happy that I let that go first and foremost. And now I can talk to you with hopefully a level head. Alright, okay. Now, just to give you another example... Just to give you another example, as a black woman, I have not talked over Asian voices about the current state of horrific, the horrific increase in anti-Asian hate crimes. And I am not speaking over their voices. I am just listening and intaking information and trying to unlearn bullshit that we all have. We all have racial biases that we need to unlearn and just nastiness that we've learned subconsciously that we need to eject from our minds. We all have it. We all have it. Whether it's a minor thing or a major thing, it doesn't matter. Just let's work on unlearning and let's listen to the oppressed okay all right you with me are you with me cool so i am going to talk about a tweet i saw i thought it was funny let's discuss the tweet if i still have it um i might not then i'll just have to describe it to you i am embarrassed by my uh, allergy nose. Okay, so I'll talk about, I'll just describe it to you um, for now. It was a tweet made by, I believe, and I don't want to assume, but I believe an Asian man. And they were making, they were making light of um how in all the conversations talking about Asian hate they're never focusing actual Asian voices it's always I I and this is something I can speak to because I've 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 been watching the news (laughs) a lot lately um and I rarely ever see them talk to actual Asians about what's going on. I live in New York City where a lot of these heinous things are happening and they'll do a little interview outside of where the rallies are being held but I don't see I I just don't see us really focusing and centering Asian voices as much as I think should be happening right now. So let's, um, so this person was making, let me first, let's check pronouns because that's very important. Okay. So they are, they do use he, him pronouns. Okay. Don't do what I did and just assume. I I mean I did I was following the Twitter thread so I like kind subconsciously remembered but that's you know I wasn't a good ally right then. 
and I'm allowed to call myself out on that and I'm not trying to do this for some uh pat me on the back no I really don't want it to be misconstrued as that I'm just trying to help if you can hear my stomach rumbling I'm so sorry um so they made a joke about how um a lot of the time in media specifically Hollywood ooh, my voice crack they are centering white people in Asian stories so um in the image they have the actor who played Iron Fist which is the key point that we're going to come back to um if you don't know who Iron Fist is it is Iron Fist is a character in the Mar and Marvel films Iron Fist had a TV show on Netflix and uh he's a part of the Defenders if I'm not mistaken and he is a white man who does martial arts and he learned from like an ancient teacher that's there's a lot of that kind of going on um, I don't remember the actor's name, but apparently he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, okay. Um, and then we have Mark Wahlberg, which um, this is a much more sensitive topic to talk about. Um, and um, I don't necessarily feel comfortable um, talking about it because I am not fully informed of on it. But um, from what I've gathered... Um, Mark Wahlberg has done hate crimes to Asian people. Um, and that's just flat out what I've gathered. Um, so that's, that's heavy. I'm not gonna lie, that's heavy. And, um, yeah, that sucks. I don't really know how to deal with this. Okay. And then in the in the next image we have Emma Stone, who, if you don't remember, played a half Asian character in the film Aloha. Yeah, Emma Stone. Huh? And then we have oh the lovely Scarlett Johansson, who occasionally identifies as a tree, uh, because she said she can play a tree if she wants to you know, Scarjo, um, who, uh, in Ghost of a Shell played, um, the character. There's a lot of things that people nitpick about, um, how the, all of these examples are not necessarily Asian erasure. That's another thing. And then last but not least, in the biggest, um, panel we have Tilda Swinton who played another ancient teacher of martial arts-esque moves from Doctor Strange also from Marvel. So the running theme here is that the joke was that in the panel of people talking about anti-Asian violence it was people who have um inherently or um, inherently or passively or uh, I'm not completely sure of the words I should use here because one of these is not like the other, um, have, have been accomplices in Asian erasure or have flat out done a hate crime. So that was the joke. 
um, and in situations of grieving and sadness, people are allowed to make jokes in the black community. We do that a lot. As, as we have coined the term black Twitter, um, it's quite funny occasionally, um, but it's not everyone's cup of tea and I totally understand that. So now I don't want to, okay, I'm not going to call out this person's Twitter at because I don't want trouble like that, but let's talk about it. This is a whole thread we're going to go to. Sit back, grab a snack, enjoy the ride. Um, Again, if I am misrepresenting my true meaning with this episode, I will gladly take it down and um, point you to the direction of actual people who can help you understand this. Um, And I will be doing that regardless. Um, There will definitely be links in um, the description of, of ways you can help stop Asian hate, um, Asian and Pacific Pacific Islander hate, because this is um, a serious issue and it affects it. Like this shouldn't be happening. Period. Point blank. Period. I feel like that's more professional to say. So this person who is a white male. They tweeted, as an activist, I'm all here for this post. So the the post that was poking fun at the lack of Asian representation on anti-violence discussions. So let me say this again. As an activist, I'm all here for this post. But as a comic fan, Iron Fist has always been a white male. So I can actually get into the whole discussion of Iron Fist and why it was wrong to always have a white male in that character but I'm not going to because I am going to instead amplify Asian voices who are much more equipped and well um, and much more suited I can't think of a word and much more um like uh, uh uh much more um what's the word for when like you're suited for a job eligible not eligible um i don't remember but they are the best person to do the job of explaining um the harmful and the harmful impacts of um iron fist and um the adverse effects and like I said before Asian erasure so but we're just gonna stop and talk about this comment for a second okay Iron Fist has always been white that is true in the comments he was always represented as a white male there is no lie there but why tweet that at a time when Asian violence is at its peak Why do you feel the need as a white man to correct an Asian man on something so trivial as the race of a comic book character who is not real, who is inherently fictional? 
why do you feel the need to talk about this instead of talking about anti-Asian violence? Okay, very, it's very telling what you choose to talk about. That's all I have to say. It's incredibly telling. Now, people can multitask and think about more things at once. Obviously, I can be worried and concerned about oppression while also making fun of reality TV. I don't know. I just was thinking off the top of my head. Of course, people, there is duality and multitudes to people. However, if you were actually an ally, you would have seen that this is absolutely the wrong time for you to address this. It was absolutely the wrong time because what does it do? What does it do? What does it do? What was your goal here? And this is when I come into play and saying your opinions don't matter sometimes. Like, okay, Iron, Iron, I almost said Iron Man. Iron Fist was always white. Great. What does that do with the top? What does this have to do? What does this have to do with the topic at hand of Asian erasure? You may not see this as an instance of Asian erasure. Why don't you take this time to educate yourself instead of trying to correct people? That is something as someone who used to correct people when they did not have all the facts. I've done that before. And guess what? It also ends up in you looking ridiculous. You look ridiculous. You look ridiculous. I felt ridiculous and I was incredibly embarrassed talking about something that I had not actually known about. So let's talk about it. You call yourself an activist and maybe you would even consider yourself an ally. I think you need to take a step back and realize that you're not. Because instead of listening, you chose to speak over someone. You chose to speak over someone. That tweet is still up weeks later. What did you hope to gain from this? What was your anticipated reaction? I genuinely want to know. It's not as if you asked a question. You could have asked, although Iron Fist was always white, may I ask you why you included them in this comical meme you could have asked that you could have posed it as a question but no you were you you talked over someone as an activist please spare me you're saying that to make yourself look good you did not need to make that comment and you should have taken a step back and thought just take us and think Maybe not even a second. Take a full minute and think, hey, am I actually adding anything to the conversation? Or am I just speaking nonsense? To me, what it looked like was just speaking nonsense. Because it did not add anything valuable to the conversation. Instead of using your time trying to correct people, use your time listening or use your time advocating. Use your time amplifying voices. 
Because this is ridiculous. And a lot, I see this. I see this every time someone makes a joke about something. Literally every time someone makes a joke about how something is sexist or something makes someone makes a joke about how something is offensive and they're not even being butthurt about it as some might call it. They're just making a joke of it and then someone comes into the to the replies of the tweet and they're like um actually well you're wrong why don't you take the time to educate yourself and if you disagree keep it to yourself maybe maybe on trivial subjects such as comic book characters you can keep it to yourself and you know what I'm going to contradict myself a little bit when I'm talking about this because in some aspects, comic book characters' race can be trivial, but in others, it actually has a real-life effect. And that's all I'm going to say for now. But tweeting that tweet about how Iron Fist was always white, what did you gain from it? I'm genuinely curious as to what you thought you were doing. Because I am confused. And if you truly wanted to be an ally, that tweet would have never been written. Or it would have been written, but it would have been deleted. It would not have been posted. Because that is failed allyship. And we saw this with the Black Lives Matter movement. When you guys were posting your black squares and saying, hey, Tag your favorite black blank. Take tag your favorite black artist. Tag your favorite black makeup artist. Tag your favorite black musician. It's performative. And a lot of people have fallen into the trap of thinking performative activism is all you need to do. No. You need to put either your money or your actions where your mouth is. Please. For the sake of all of us. Or don't speak at all. Your activism is weak. Very weak. Not even bare bones weak. You don't even have the foundation set yet. It is made of straw and can be blown away. You are not an ally if your innate reaction is to talk over people or to debate about it, sometimes stop centering yourself and take a step back and realize, wait a minute, maybe I should just listen for a second. That might be a good idea to just listen. And that's okay. It's all good. Listening is a great, great thing to hone in on. Sometimes you don't have to be loud. Sometimes you don't have to talk. Being silent is okay. Not everybody needs to know your opinion. All right, thank you. I don't know why my mouth did that weird accent, but that's what I wanted you to know. Now, I don't know if I should read their Twitter bio, But it was very telling to me. The conversation goes in depth about um, 
it, it goes into depth about Marvel and Iron Fist and certain aspects of Marvel. But personally, it doesn't matter. It's just a lot of people who either identify as allies or not who like to argue and who like to not address the serious topic at hand. You're arguing over a comic book character when people are being hurt. This is ridiculous. Please reevaluate where your priority is. Because right now, it seems as if your priority is talking about a comic book character over real life events. And that's concerning to me. And it should be concerning to you as well. There are so many, uh, it was insane. I am going to read the response that the white person gave after um, the man Wang who made the meme, his at is Tiger Wang. Um, after Wang responded, this was what the white man said. Um, and essentially, Wayne was talking about how um, they could have changed the, er- the character to a white person, uh, to not a white person, to an Asian person, and it would not have made the story different. And then people are like, well, you just don't get it. Iron Fist is a story about accepting other cultures. Why is it white focused? You need to stop and ask yourself, why Everything in media is white-focused. Because it is. I grew up... You know what? This isn't about me. You see? I was going to center myself. No. It's very, very easy to center yourself. It happens to all of us. Humans are like selfish beings by nature. Not everyone. But we tend to be self-centered. That's not some, that's, I'm not t- attacking you for being self-centered. I'm not attacking you at all. I'm just asking you to reevaluate your thinking. Anyway, the man responded, I agree with you. An update would have been totally awesome, but I don't think the actor should be called out for being cast to, sim- to simply keep up with the consistency of the character. I think we should just write and cast more Asians in general. So it all will make more sense if you actually read the thread. But I just want to pick it apart a little bit. Um, this is also something I see a lot of white people saying um, to people of color and minorities. Well, just make your stories. Just write that queer-focused story you want to make. Just because you see Pose on FX does not mean it is any easier to get queer stories made or even listened to. I, I, and then there's even the topic of um, the how Asians are seen um, in a very unjust way and a very and um, of the stereotype of the model minority. And how that comes into play and how many of the Asians in media we see are, are, perpetr- are portrayed as 
the crazy rich asians or the um i forgot what netflix show it is but there's a new netflix show so showing um essentially like the the lives of the rich and famous but they're asian and it's very important to understand that that's not everyone that is not everyone and in fact i can share the wonderful and informative tiktoks i saw about how it's so wrong and how in big cities asian women make up their their um their income is very low and people love to say oh well then why are asians making the most money in america and it's like okay but let's analyze it state by state there are still asians in poverty you know it's it's a very wide net to cast without actually thinking about the data that you're talking about you're just seeing data and numbers but you're not understanding the research behind it and that is very important um just i think we should just write more write and cast more ages in general okay are you going to do that do you have the funds to do that why are you making it if you were a true ally, you would not be just making it the minority's job. You would try to you would try your best to see what you could do to aid in that process. If we solely rely on minorities to do the work, the work will not get done because we as minorities need allies to help our voices get heard because the fact of the matter is minority voices are not always heard so if we can get that boost from someone who is privileged to amplify our voices it is greatly appreciated and that is how you can be an effective ally by using your privilege please i'm begging you check your allyship because it's weak it is so, so weak. And I'm going to say it again. Your allyship is very is under false pretenses. And it's also very conditional. The minute you get offended by someone who is of a certain category. And then you're like, oh, well, I don't support it anymore. I saw it with the Black Lives Matter. People were like, oh, but Black Lives Matter, right? It's not a fucking joke. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not a fucking joke. It's not. It's not a trend that you can just pass around. No. These are real people. I'm sorry you cannot be sympathetic or empathetic. But we need to work on your ability to relate to others. Because it's not just a joke. It is not just a hashtag. It's not just three words you say. This is real life. I know you are only consumed by your internet. You only consume internet content, whatever. But this is real life and it has real life consequences. So please, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Sometimes it's great to just be quiet and only try to spread positivity online. That's just something I think people should consider. You know, maybe 
maybe maybe you should just spread positivity. You know, it's a it's a great it's a great and admirable goal. But yeah, there are an incredible amount of Asians on TikTok that have been using their platform to educate. Again, this is not their job. They are not required to educate you. You should be seeking out education on your own. And I am included in this. But I am so incredibly thankful that they make this stuff for consumption you they are taking time out of their day to speak about to speak about something that is important to them and they don't have to you know do you know how hard it is to speak about things that directly affect your community in negative and violent ways it is incredibly hard and it's taxing on your heart, on your soul, on your psyche, it hurts. It hurts. And for you to share your knowledge, I am grateful. No matter who you are, if you are using your free time to educate people, thank you. Because I have most likely benefited from your free time, your free use of your education. Your free, your free classes, I guess I can say. Your free little educational series. Because some people go into full-blown series about this. And I am incredibly appreciative. Now, I have watched a, a movie... And I want to just talk about that movie for a second because it relates on how um, people like to say, oh, well, it's not that serious. Um, It's just a comic book character. Get over it. Get over it. What? Get over it. So I want to talk about... um, the movie let me I'm gonna pause for a second and then I'm gonna come back so this documentary got a bit of traction when it first came out and I was incredibly excited to watch it because it gave me insight onto it gave me insight into a world that I had no information on um the documentary is called problem with a poo and um the comic harry con de bolu i am sorry if i butchered your name i genuinely try not to do that genuinely not generally okay anyway um he goes into great detail about how this racist caricature of apu from the simpsons um, directly correlates to how people were treated. Um, I would, I might say brown people to just encapsulate people who can be of, 
Asian descent with darker skin. Um, but obviously there's, there's, um, brown people from everywhere. These terms get confusing and honestly, they feel a little gross to say. I'm not going to lie. Cause like, I don't want to, I don't want to say this. I don't, I don't want to say it, but I guess I can say of South Asian descent, I am not well versed on, um, the terminology and I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I am, but I am not going to talk about myself. Anyway, the documentary was incredibly, incredibly insightful and it had a lot of other brown people or South Asian people who, um, would experience racism because people were making the Apu accent. And they were making a racist character accent to them. And it had real life effects and they were being bullied. Um, And it's so important to hear these stories because, well, you might not think Apu is offensive. Well, are you even in the demographic of people who would possibly be offended by Apu? Like, you know some white guy telling me he doesn't find a poo offensive. Okay, great. That's great for you. If your one friend doesn't find a poo offensive, that's great for them too. But you have to analyze these things as a collective. And if people are being offended by it, maybe it needs to stop. And then to add insult to injury, it created this environment where it was okay to ask people to do Indian accents straight up Indian accents not even like can you do an accent of this person no straight up and they were like can you do an Indian accent that's disgusting and incredibly like unfathomable to me so this topic was also talked about in Master of None, where, and I think even Hassan Minhaj has even, um, Minhaj has even talked about this, um, aspect of being in Hollywood in that they just ask you to do offensive accents because, well, you're brown, so it's not going to be offensive. Because Apu, if you're not aware, was voiced and is voiced I don't know if there's still a running character because I don't watch the Simpsons but they were voiced by a white man so um and they and the Simpsons doubled down on it too they're like uh we don't care if you're offended and then there's this whole cancel culture aspect of like well cancel shush do you not have the common decency to care that people are being offended and people are being hurt? It's just a comic to you. It's just a cartoon to you. You're not offended. But there are people who are offended. So let's acknowledge that. It's the same thing as when my um, one of my old history teachers was like, 
oh, I have, I asked my one friend if I could call Native Americans Indians, and they said yes, so that's, I, so I sometimes, I call the Native Americans Indians, or, you know, I, they're interchangeable. No one, that's not how it works. With, also with people be like, well, my black friend lets me say the N-word. Okay, but I want you to know that if you get beat up for saying the N-word, your excuse of, well, my black friend is not going to work. You will get popped in the mouth. You really want to try it? Go ahead. But these anecdotal, these anecdotal instances do not make it okay. Because if the general collective is saying, hey, don't do that, then don't do it. I personally, since I was little, I was like, I refuse to call indigenous people Indians because that is so fundamentally incorrect. It is uh it is an incredible concept and not incredible in a good way. It is an incredible concept that people will still refer to indigenous people as Indians just on like a whole scale. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now, as you can see, I stopped saying Native American because I listened to the voices of the people who were being oppressed and I learned that Native American is also a harmful term because it wasn't called America until white people came. Hello? So the term indigenous is preferred by some. And they, and I, from what I understand, indigenous is a okay blanket term. And some people do not mind Native American, but nobody will be offended by indigenous. That is what my understanding is. Of course, I can always learn differently and learn more. But that's how you take it into account. It's not, it doesn't matter what I want to say. It doesn't matter what I want to call you. It matters how you would like to be addressed. That's how you show respect. And that's how you can do the first bare minimum steps to becoming an ally. Again, I am not trying to say, oh, I'm a perfect ally and listen to everything I say. No. I am doing the bare minimum. And it is incredible to me that some people refuse to do the bare minimum. Bare minimum. It doesn't hurt you to respect people. It's free. Respect is free. Respecting people is free. Isn't that isn't that wonderful? It you don't have to you don't have to pay anything to change your mind and change the, your rhetoric and change your behavior. You can just do it. Isn't that great? And it's pain-free. I stopped saying Native Americans and started saying indigenous people. And it was pain-free. I got no side effects. It was nothing happened. Except for me 
showing proper respect. That's it. I didn't lose anything. I didn't gain anything either. It's not about me. It's about showing respect and me wanting to show respect. That's it. That's it. I don't understand. Now, I would suggest you educate yourself on whatever communities you need to educate yourself on. It is an ongoing process. I am on the same page as you. I can share the wonderful TikToks that I have um, that pertain to the current issue of stopping Asian hate, Asian and Pacific Islander hate. Um, I encourage you to watch them. I encourage you to do research of your own like I will be doing. It is beneficial to everyone involved. Um, And for the last aspect... I want to talk about um, how how often I've seen bad allyship and where I see it the most, okay? I'm going to talk about some of your faves, maybe. And I don't want you to come for me because I want you to know if you come for me, you're being a bad ally because I am a black woman talking about black issues. And I may be right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm right and I'm not saying I'm wrong. However, I am saying if you are not a black person and you want to argue with me about what I deem offensive, please take my advice earlier in this episode and be quiet. Thank you. So let's talk about your faves who love to say the N-word. Let's talk about it. Let's get comfortable. Let's talk about how um, people are are trying to make it seem like it's normal or average to have a racist phase. A lot of people on Twitter came out of nowhere talking about, yeah, I had a racist phase. I thought everybody had a racist phase when they were younger. Um, excuse me. What? what okay all right you're trying to defend your fave i understand that but can i add this little piece of advice this is a little tangent a little footnote if you really really admire someone or something you will give it critique because When you genuinely enjoy something, you want the best of it, from it, whatever. And you will be able to critique it as, I, you know, I would never want someone to listen to this podcast and think I'm perfect and never critique me. Please critique me. I do not take critique well and that's something I need to work on. That is one of my shortcomings. But we are all humans. We are all flawed. We all have shortcomings. No one knows everything. No one is perfect. So we can do better. We can try better. My fave is Beyonce. I love Beyonce. Ever since I was a little kid, I was two years old singing Destiny's Child songs. But I don't blindly love her. 
there are some songs I don't like. There are some things that she's done that I didn't particularly agree with. But I'm not going to blindly advocate for her and go to bat for her when she makes a mistake because she is human. Everyone is human. They're going to make mistakes. Whether you're a celebrity or not, you're going to make a mistake. And it's not cancel culture if I'm holding you accountable. Come on now. Come on now. People don't even get canceled. They get bigger record deals. Bigger deals, bigger ads, bigger sponsors, whatever. Now, I'm talking to you guys. I don't know who you guys is. Just listen. If your fave... If someone you're following has said the N-word and you, as a non-black person, has accepted their apology, you are in the wrong. Go back to ally school. Go back to the drawing board. You are not an ally. You are not an advocate. Let's go. Let's roll it back. Roll it back. Roll it back. Roll it back. Because absolutely not. Where, no. It is not your job and it is absolutely not your place. Can we recognize that? All right. It is. It has never, ever been your place to an, accept an apology for a slur that's used against black people if you are non-black. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, one of the first times I really saw this happen was with Jeffree Star. And a lot of people like to be like, well, he already apologized. He already apologized. I accept your apology. Don't let these haters get to you. Shut up. I'm gonna, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna get a little curt with you and I'm gonna get, shut up. It's not your apology to accept. You can accept the apology all you want, but maybe don't say anything, okay? Think what you want in your head. That's another thing. Not all your thoughts need to be documented on the internet. Not all of your thoughts need to be documented on the internet. Sometimes it's good to be quiet. Sometimes it is good to be quiet. Please. All right, thank you. It's not your place to, to accept an apology for a slur that was not used against your people. Don't be ridiculous, please. Please don't be ridiculous. Out of the woodwork, all the comments on Jeffree Star's apology video, that was barely an apology. Don't argue with me, argue with your mother. Because I'm not into arguing about this subject. Don't argue with me. I just, you know, just stop accepting apologies that were not directed towards you. All right, thank you. Stop it. All these influencers, all these white influencers be just saying the N-word here, there, everywhere. I mean, some of y'all have said the N-word more than I have. It's very astonishing. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all just be saying the N-word? I'm I, I I'm black and I ju- I don't say it that much. How is your N word count higher than mine? 
excuse me, you just be saying it, just to say it, you get, it's like, I don't, I don't even understand the appeal to saying slurs in general, especially slurs that are not targeted against you, you know how, okay, let me just, for a very long time until I joined the internet and learned, I I didn't know a lot of these swear word these slurs. I truly they were not anywhere in my vocabulary. They were not anywhere in my environment. I didn't know that some of these swear words were swear words until I was on the internet or I was watching TV and people were talking about how it's a slur. Oh, I almost said swear words. I meant slur. I was like, wait, that's a slur? I never heard that before in my life. Why are y'all so eager to say slurs? And y'all be coming... I mean, these ancient, ancient slurs that I've never heard before. And I'm like, damn, you really racist. That's a... That's, that's a, wow, that's an ancient, that's a, that's a rare find right there. Wow. 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 Okay. Like, these influencers really just like offending people and talking about stuff that you can't talk about. For instance, H3H3 Productions. They make funny videos sometimes. I don't watch them anymore because I realized um, that sometimes they talk about things that uh, your opinion wasn't needed. Um, Chica, um, the rapper who is amazing, she did a great little um, Twitter thread about this um, on um, how they uh, he, they have a Frenemies podcast, which is Serpentis, whatever. I don't watch it. I really don't know anything about it. But they were talking about um, using black characteristics, I guess. And um, they were discussing whether they would be offended by it. And it's like, you're not the party that would be offended. So your opinion, frankly, does not matter. Please go somewhere else. Thank you. Anyway, I remember that he did a video, obviously with his wife, but he did a video um, on digital blackface and he was making fun of it. He was like, this is not a thing. And all I could remember when watching that video was, wait a minute, digital blackface kind of makes sense. And he was taking all these points and he's like, well, this, no, it's not real. It wasn't your place to say whether it's real or not. It wasn't. Your opinion is null and void. It does not it does not get taken into account. It is empty. It is valueless. Okay? Turns out digital blackface is very much a thing. Is very much a thing. And for a white man to say it's not a thing, okay, well, I'm happy that you don't think it's a thing. But let me talk to actual black people. Thank you. It's weird behavior.
it's weird how who are you to police what people can be offended by and then they're gonna talk about well you don't want people to be offended by this this and that I just want people to mind their own business. You know, that's my goal in life. If something bothers you, you don't have to tell everybody. If it's not actually harming you, why do we need to know? If it's not harming you on a day-to-day basis, if you just don't like it, like a bunch of people on Twitter are talking about um, how they'll say, they'll tweet something about how they like a food or the show and people will be all under their replies like oh I hated it I didn't like it why did we need to know why why did you think we needed to know do you think I'm waiting for your opinion do you think this was some type of poll no no now last but not least We are going to talk about 21 Pilots. Let's go. Because to be honest, I was going to be scared of the little stands. And then I said, never mind. I don't want to be. Which leads into another episode that I'm filming. I'm going to talk about parasocial relationships, but also just like internet stands and stuff like that. Because, oh, it's interesting. Let's talk about, did I say Tyler Posey? That's not him. What's his name? Um, I don't remember. Uh, uh, it's the Tyler from 21 Pilots. I don't actually know his name. Um, because I kind of just erased it from my memory I kind of just said well that doesn't need to be filed anymore um let me see uh so anyway um what anyway the band Oh, his name is Tyler Joseph. Um, oh, the tweet has been deleted. How convenient. How convenient. The tweet, oh, wait, nope, it's still there. So, Mr. Tyler Joseph, after fans called upon him to use his mega- mega 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 platform to talk about the current issues with the black lives matter movement he posted a silly picture with his platform boots on and said y'all wanted me to use my platform interesting sir um you couldn't even do the bare minimum of performative activism by just tweeting out the three words no you had to do it what eight months later interesting that's very intriguing and it says a lot about you it says a lot about you so and then he went on to ramble about after he posted his shoe pics 
he went on to ramble about how he uses his platform for mental health and stuff like that. That was not the topic at hand. That's not what we were discussing. You have pivoted and changed the subject without addressing the original plot. Where's the, you lost the plot. Where's the plot? I'm trying to think of a meme. What happened to the original plot? Is that the correct reference of the meme? What happened to the plot? You talking about mental health, which is a serious thing that, great. I'm so happy you're using your platform on that. But we were talking about black lives and white supremacy and racism. All of that can impact mental health, yes. But we were talking about a different issue. Anyway, all the damn sudden, out of nowhere, Mr. Tyler Joseph decides, you know what? I'm going to tweet Black Lives Matter on March 24th out of nowhere. Great. You could have elaborated. You could have, you know, you could have donated the money that you have. I don't know what you did. I don't know what you did. But it looks like you did less than the bare minimum. It's the movement to me, in my eyes, has been co-opted to be performative in a way that it was never before. I just want you all to know that it is not at all lost on me that now it's Black Lives Matter. This was happening after Trayvon Martin's death. The black women who started the hashtag started this when I was in middle school. I am in college now. And it only got a second uptick when I was in high school. This has been going on for so much longer. And it was only black people in the streets. I remember. It was only black people on the streets protesting. I remember watching CNN all those days. Worried. And I didn't even feel the confidence to say Black Lives Matter myself. They received so much pushback. Of course, there were non-black people marching with us. But the it, for, it looked as if it was only black people. And the ones who wanted to speak out about it and talk about it and do interviews were only black people. From what I remember, of course my memory is not 100% accurate. Y'all act like this is a new hip trend. You put it in your bio to make it seem like you're not a piece of shit. But yet, again and again, you show that you do not have basic empathy. You do not have basic sympathy for the human condition. You just want to make it look like you're not a bad person. But you don't actually care. Because your allyship is so weak. I said it again. Your allyship is not just weak, it is performative. You will go on your Twitter, your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever, and you will not put your actions where your mouth is. 
And you might not have money. That's why I said actions. Put your actions where your mouth is. You won't though. You won't. So now the movement is has been reduced to three words on social media. It has been reduced to three words. Absolutely, the movement is still on and going. You cannot, as much as you try to sully and muddy the impact that is trying to be created, you will not succeed. But I see it. And now it's just three words. And now it's just a hashtag to the people that do not care. And it's only that way on social media. You don't dare ever have these conversations in public. I see it. No one questions it in public. I will be walking down the street in this pandemic and a white person, quite literally, will have a Black Lives Matter mask and they will try and turn for me to see it. I don't care about your mask. If you really believed it, you wouldn't feel the need to flaunt it. It would be embedded in you and you would not feel the need to let every black person know that you think black lives matter. Thank you for agreeing to the bare minimum. Thank you. You guys think it's this like, oh, I care about black people. No, you don't think I should die? Wow, thank you so much. Am I supposed to be grateful? Please. All you have to do to be absolved of your racism and apparently is just say Black Lives Matter. Not even say it. Not even be recorded and saying it. Not talk about it. Not post anything else but the three words. Wow. That's incredible. That's all you have to do to be absolved of racism? Damn. If they had something like that for sins, I think a lot more people would allegedly go to heaven. Allegedly. Just all you have to say is Black Lives Matter. It's the same it's the same thing. All I have to do is say forgive me for my sins and then they're all erased. Okay, forgive me for my sins. I'm not a religious person. I just see a clear connection that could be made. And it was interesting. Very interesting. Um, and people are like, oh, it has an expiration date now? Oh, so black lives don't matter anymore? Shut up. Shut up. Why is he saying it now all of a sudden? Yeah, there is an, F- there is an expiration date. Why did it take you so long, sir? Why did it take you so long to say the bare minimum that black lives matter? That's the question you should be asking. Not does it expire, does it expire? Why did it take you so long to say it? Why did it take you so long to think about it? To think about if black people deserve the bare minimum. Come on now, you're asking the wrong questions. I understand that he's your fave and you love him. But guess what? He made a mistake. Uh Uh-oh, he made a mistake and he made a drastic one. All this man did was tweet out three words. You don't even know if he even tweeted it. Come on. 
and you're going to invalidate the black people's experience calling him out for it, you are a bad ally. You don't even call yourself an ally. You are a fake ally. It's fake. It's fake. It's not even performative anymore. It's literally fake. Literally fake. Excuse me. Don't play in my face like that. And don't play in people's faces like that. It's rude. You don't think we can call out your bullshit? Oof. Oof. Black Lives Matter never expires. Thank you for sharing your true opinion. Please stop it. Please stop it. Why did it take this man so long? Why did it take this man to say it when there are, when there's less media coverage of it? You have to question people's motives because not everybody is out here being the best person they can be. Some of these people are trying to take advantage of situations. And if you want to be an ally, you would listen to the voices that are trying to talk instead of trampling over them. It's, it's not good. It's really disgusting. And the fact that so many of you lack empathy, sympathy, it's crazy. Cognitive dissonance. Wow. Wow. You are shucking and jiving for a man that doesn't know your name. And even if he does, how do you know that he actually cares about you? Come on now. There are bigger things. Do not, I was going to say, do not make your morals flexible. But if you actually cared, you would not have tweeted anything about protecting that man. That's all I have to say. In conclusion, check your allyship. Check your allyship. Do the research. See if you're actually being a good ally. And don't just pat yourself on the back. Really question what you are doing to help people. It's not enough to tweet and repost, retweet, whatever. Do what you can, of course. But also try to find avenues where you can do better. Because you can always do better. There are always things you can do. Thank you for listening. This was a very serious topic, um, but it's life. I will include links down below in the description because that's what I can do with the platform that I have. Thank you, and I'll see you next time, or hear, you'll hear me next time.